This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Lady, welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, as always, Stacey Ray. And this podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you won't. This is episode number 45 with Taylor Aller. And if you are one of those amazing ladies who have multiple passions, my hand is totally up right now, maybe even multiple projects or businesses, and you want to lean in on what it means to balance your time, your work, your relationships, yourself, your mental health, all that goodness and more, then this episode is definitely for you. If you love our vibe here on the show, maybe you've listened before and you've heard me say this before and you still not jumped in on it, here's your invitation again. And everybody is invited to come join us in our free online Facebook community, The Lady Posse. Um, You can just actually add yourself in. Just go right on Facebook, search us out, The Lady Posse, and we will add you in there. Um, Or the link to do so is in the show notes of this episode. And if you're not kicking it on that page of the show notes, I think it's definitely the place to be. Um, All the links are there. Information is there. All that goodness. It's just super easy. You can listen to the episode right there. And we hear all the time about what a unique community we have on Facebook. The Lady Posse is building into this gorgeous community of supportive women who are ambitious, who are moving forward, and are just ready to kick it with each other and support each other and get real about what this journey is like for all of us. So, And the amazing ladies who come on the show are also in there to answer your questions and hang out with you. So it's just an all-around win. Um, Yeah. So if you love the show, if you receive something, maybe an insight, or an idea. We all know that conversations have the power to change the world. You know, we can get one insight from this conversation that can really change the trajectory of our lives and just open up a whole new um, vision for ourselves. So, you know, share it with a girlfriend, leave us a review on iTunes, do the thing. It just, you never know who's going to come across this conversation and who it's going to help. So um, just just do it, girl. Do the thing. Um, so for those of you that don't know Taylor, she's quickly become one of my favorite humans. She's a small town girl with big heart ambitions. Taylor's a self-described nature-loving introvert that has an insatiable curiosity and love of all things comfy. I think her and I have that in common. Um, she serves the Lower Mainland as a registered massage therapist, educator, and speaker. And she's got a big thing for learning, teaching, and sharing knowledge. She's also obsessed with all things relationships related and runs a blog and hosts events with her kick butt husband called The Relationship Project. So you've probably seen her on Instagram um, doing different things and everything. And so I'm just so excited to introduce you to her. She's so real, so lovely, and so creative. You're just going to absolutely love this conversation. So let's get into it. Hey, Taylor, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited about having this conversation with you. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so pumped to be here and chat with you. Amazing. Yes, the listeners, you can't see our faces right now, but we are both like beaming (laughs) because conversations like this are just so much fun just to get real with each other and chat on womanhood and life and love and all this good stuff. So I know that we're going to go deep in this conversation and I know you're so multifaceted, Taylor. You've got so many cool things going on in your life. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, Give us kind of the, the snapshot, like what's going on behind the scenes these days. It's messy. Are you ready? Yeah, we're ready. (laughs) Oh, it's so many things. So um, I firmly believe in being a multi-passionate person. So be prepared. It's a messy answer. Um, I practice as an RMT. So I serve the Lower Mainland as a registered massage therapist. I'm opening my own clinic this year in early summer. 
So right now behind the scenes, we're doing a lot of work in our new space, solidifying our branding, getting renovations done. Um, outside of that, I also run a company with my husband called The Relationship Project, which is such a blast. It was a passion project turned into a business. So we just recently launched our first online course. Mm. So right now we're doing all kinds of tech stuff behind the scenes, getting all of our course students up and running and making that an experience. And then outside of that, I'm volunteering with Freebie Talks, which is an organization that is so dear to my heart about body positivity and social media literacy, which I can't even imagine how young kids these days are navigating the world with social media and all these screens and tech and pressures. So yeah, I facilitate programs with them that run six weeks at a time. So I just started my first uh, session of this round. I've been with them for about a year, but I just started another session of volunteering with one of the schools in Burnaby. So that is a snapshot of my life. Oh, and then I'm teaching at the college too. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, wait a second. Well, I think there was one more thing. I, I kind of remember one more thing. Oh, you know, and then just like yeah. being a human and having a dog and like, you know, all these yeah. other things. And then all the life things. Yeah. I like to go to bed early if I can, eat good food, do yoga, go for yeah. walks. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. And I actually didn't know this about you. So I initially found you on social media. We were kind of connected through, you know, similar circles and that kind of thing. And I thought you were just doing the relationship project, which I know from being a business owner and having things like this, that I'm like, I know how much work it is behind the scenes. So you've got, you know, your hand in different pots. And I love what you said about the multi-passionate. I know that a lot of women now are identifying as multi-passionate. And starting to really feel into what that means, you know, can I have it all, you know, some of these big swirling questions going around. What, what has this been like for you? Like if we backed it up, you know, five years or further or sooner, what, what has this, this journey been like in starting to explore what you are passionate about and your work in the world? Honestly, painful. Very painful. Yeah. I felt from a kid that I could do anything I wanted to which is great when you're a kid because they let you. They're like, yeah, yeah, play that sport. Be an honor student. Do this thing. And then the minute you're an adult or like approaching adulthood, they're like, what is the one thing you want to do? And I'm like, I don't want to pick one thing. I still want to do all the other thing. I like doing all the things. What do you mean I have to pick one? So it was really painful. I felt like I was stuffing myself into all these different boxes, trying to fit into what I felt like I should do. I started picking what I was good at and then I started picking what I liked and then what I liked and what I was good at. And it was challenging. And I think, you know, all throughout my life, I've been a professional hip hop dancer. I've got to tour the world internationally, Asia, Spain. I got to do amazing fun competitions all over North America. Um, that's how I met my husband was through dance. I've gotten to work in schools with kids with disabilities. I've gotten to do all kinds of things. So it was really challenging and painful to keep stuffing myself into all these boxes. And there was a specific moment where I felt myself busting out of that box. And it was when I watched a video by Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Phenomenal. Yes, great author. Yes. She did a talk um, about how she made this big mistake and how she would go around the world telling everybody, find your passion and just follow it. Like just follow that one thing that lights you up. Like it's just that one thing. You just have to work hard. And so she had done a speech like that. And at the end of it, she got a review that this person said she had went to the event and she had the worst time. It was awful. It made her feel terrible about herself. She was going there for inspiration and left feeling like crap. And that was not what she was looking for. And 
that made Elizabeth Gilbert realize that there's different people in the world. And she called them jackhammers and hummingbirds. I love it. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Right? And cool. So she was saying, I looked around my life and her husband at the time, her best friend, who then was her partner later, um, she said they were all hummingbirds. Like one of them grew up all over the world, did all these different things. Her best friend started in one industry, became a drug addict, then sold high-end real estate in New York and just like all over the place. And she said, I only know an extreme amount about writing. I don't know anything else. And I've just jackhammered at writing because that's what I knew and what I loved. But there's hummingbirds in the world that cross pollinate and flit around and collect this mountain of knowledge that is so varied and different and diverse and that there are two people and when you know she's telling everybody find that thing that lights you up for some people it's just things that they're curious about and it's not what they're what's lighting them it's not one thing it's many things that pique their curiosity so I'm sitting in my living room in my jammies, like watching this video (laughs) and bawling because I was like, finally, like, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I don't have one thing I'm super passionate about. I have so many things I love and that I'm curious about and that I want to explore and try and maybe put down and maybe not. And it was just so freeing to be able to give myself that permission really to be who I wanted to and stop painfully shoving myself into boxes. So after that was when I decided, F it, and I'm going to do what I want. And if it's many things, I'm going to do it. And then I burnt out. I was like, oops, I can't do it all at the same time. (laughs) So yeah, it was a big learning curve. But I would rather those bumps and scrapes and bruises from trying all the things that feel good to me than stuffing myself into a box that makes me feel like I don't want to move at all ever again. Yeah. So yeah, that moment for me was huge. And then my husband now says, which I totally think he's right. Don't tell him that. If you're listening, babe, you're not right. But anyway, um, he says that I'm a hummingbird with a jackhammer. Ooh, so I'm a little bit Okay. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't have to be one yeah. or the other. You can be a mixture of both. No. So I'll find something I'm curious about and I will yeah. jackhammer for like yeah. two weeks and learn all the things, do all the things, start all the things. And if I want to stay with it, I will. If not, I'll find what else I'm curious about. So yeah, Love that's that. kind of been my journey with that. Painful and still painful, but manageable. If yeah. <laughs> and thanks for normalizing that because I think I know yeah. for a lot of women that I've spoken to, looking at my own experience now as I'm listening to you, because I'm, I'm kind of pinker back into time, like when were the, some of those moments for me when I started to distinguish that? Because I know that I definitely put myself in a box for a long time, burnt mm-hmm. out when I tried to get out of the box, then went back into the mm-hmm. box. And then got oh. out of the box, like, like, and I'm curious about that process for you. Like when you did burnout, what were some of the things that you did to sort of pivot and adjust that path? Cause I know for many Which of us, time? right, exactly. <laughs> but we tend to like get back in the box cause we're like, oh, I can't be multi-passionate. Oh, no. It's just too overwhelming or too much time or too, 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 too much. So what was that mm-hmm. process like for you? Um, I'm going to think about mine too at the same time. Cause I'm curious. Yeah. That's a great question. You know, I don't think I ever went back in the box. I think once I was out, I became too big and I just didn't fit. I didn't fit. And I was not willing to sacrifice and cut off limbs to stuff myself back in there. I was much more willing to face plant over and over and over outside of the box and flailing (laughs) than be like cramped inside. So yeah, I definitely didn't return to the box, but I have burned out so many times Mm. just because when you have many things you're curious about and you push yourself so hard to be able to do them, it's not a labor. It's 
honestly a labor of love because I love what I get to do. I love that I get to do all these different things. I find it energizing to do different things until it runs into a point where I hit a wall and I'm like, wow, I can't even get out of bed. So yeah, it's been a huge learning curve at learning how to set boundaries and limits and say no to shiny things just because they're shiny. And I think as I've gone through the journey too, I've really figured out not a complete overarching theme, but there's definitely a thread, a little golden thread that's woven through all the things that I do. And mm-hmm. now I'm more in tune into following that golden thread where it leads me instead of just all the shining things. So for me, I'm insanely passionate about giving back and helping other people. I think at all points of our life, we need help. And if I can be a part of that journey for somebody else, whether it's their physical health with an RMT, whether it's a student and their education, whether it's somebody in their relationship, whether it's all these kids that I'm helping to facilitate and these causes that I'm really passionate about. I just think that we need more people in the world that are willing to give back because that's also my biggest lesson is learning to ask for help, which mm-hmm. as a multi-potentialite person yeah. is very difficult because I want to do it all by myself and I yeah. can't. So yeah, that's been the golden thread of learning how to ask for help. And that's been really, really valuable when it comes to burnout. Yeah. So that's been something that helps kind of pull me back from that um, is being able to delegate, ask for help, know when I need help, know when I don't have to do things by myself. Uh, because yeah, I'm more than willing to lend a hand to anybody else, but I'd be willing to grasp that hand in return. It's not a one-way street. So yeah, that's definitely been a big factor in not burning out is kind of finding that golden thread. And then yeah. it's it was such a full circle moment when I was like, oh, this is actually what I need for me too. I yeah. need help. Duh. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. It did. There was actually quite a few things you said in there that I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. So one of the things that you said about not cutting off limbs to fit back in the box, the like what I was really getting from that, I'm like, wow, we don't have to compromise, sacrifice, strategize ourselves back out of the things. We just need to be willing to face plant or fall down or ask for support or just go through the process of that growth of just being at that edge, right? Which I love that you said that. I really got that when you said it. I was like, ooh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're like, oh, let me just lose something about myself to get back into the box. Let me just shrink back down or give something up mm-hmm. or sacrifice, which I think is a pretty big conversation in the world for a lot of women who are feeling really busy and overwhelmed and like, oh, I got to give something up. So I love that piece. I really wanted to kind of speak to that for a moment too. Um, The golden thread is huge. How did you navigate that? Like what, what, how did you just, did you just realize it one day? How did you start to just pinpoint what that Um, was? It honestly started at probably around my third burnout, (laughs) like major one. Um, because that's when I realized like, I'm really doing a lot here and I like what I'm doing, but there's certain things I like more and why. So I started to ask myself, why is it that I'm wanting to do all of these things? And then why do I want to do some things more than others? And I started saying no to the things that I kind of wanted to do, but I wasn't like, Oh my God, I want to do that right now. So I started saying yes to the things I wanted to do right now. And then I looked back and was like, what's, what's in common with all of these things? What? what is something that I'm doing every single time I'm doing those? And it really took a lot of thought and looking back because at that third burnout, I refused to compromise and like cut off things. But at the same time, 
I had to set up boundaries. So I had to get clear on why I was doing all those things. So it really came down to narrowing down what that why is, which is really challenging for people that have such varying interests. You know, it's easy if it's like a personal trainer who wants to become a nutritionist. It's like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) You're about health and wellness. But when it's somebody who's like, oh, I like to do public speaking and volunteering with youth. Oh, and I'm an RMT. Oh, and I talk about relationships. It's like, wait, what? How do those things connect? So it took me a while to think that through. Um, I definitely had like mentors and friends and support that helped me find out those answers that I could talk and bounce things off of and say, do you think this is a fit for me? Do you think it's not? And whether I took their advice or not, regardless, but it was nice to hear outside perspective. So yeah, it was definitely hitting a wall and then thinking, I have to figure out why certain things make me feel so good. And that's what I have to be following. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It was after probably the third major burnout. <laughs> yeah. I love that we can find yeah. the humor in that. Because like, if you're listening and you're like, okay, I think I'm on like number three or two or even the first one <laughs> or the 10th one, like it's totally okay and it's normal and we've all been there and oh, burnout is a very so I'm real part. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. Me yeah. too. And I think something else too that came to mind when you were talking was that I also had to accept that there's seasons. So saying no to something right now doesn't mean no forever. So that really helped pare things down too. Instead of having to cut off a limb, I could maybe like tuck it behind for right now <laughs> and like focus on other stuff. So yeah, being like so involved in dancing and competing, that would be 20 plus hours a week. Right. I would be in the studio or I'd be traveling internationally and not being able to do any work. And it came to a point where I was like, oh, I love dance, but maybe I have to look at it in a different way. Maybe it's mm. the season is shifting for that and other seasons are coming forward. And it doesn't mean I can't ever jump back in. I still take dance classes all the time. Sometimes I perform locally. Sometimes I'll jump back into a company for a certain amount of time. So yeah, I think understanding the concept of seasons in your life and embracing them as they naturally transition. And you can also be intentional with those transitions. And yeah be able to set those boundaries about, okay, it's summertime for this part and it's wintertime for that part. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I often think mm-hmm. in seasons too with different things. And so I love that you just brought that up because that really is, if we look at the different characteristics of each season, maybe in summer, you're feeling super out there and you want to take everything on and you're feeling really like just high energy. And then some seasons we got to kind of like look and go, Hey, you know what? I kind of do need to focus more in on this area of my life or these specific things at this moment and just kind of take a few more things off the table. I think that's really powerful to to see mm-hmm. that and give ourselves permission to to choose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that it doesn't mean no forever. It's just not mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Not right now. I have like a huge not right now list that yeah. whenever I have Love time that. for something else. I'm like, oh, I get to choose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> time for you I right now. It. Let's go. Yeah, so good. yeah, I find it really helpful. Mm-hmm. Let's dive back into the asking for support piece because we can't step over that. We know oh. how huge that is. It's huge. <laughs> yes, we, we both just oh. kind of like seized a little bit there. Um, yeah, what has that it's been still like work for you? I'm practicing on. <laughs> yeah, like because I I know personally for myself, 
asking for support and even delegating things like that can be super tricky. And it's, Mm -hmm. there's been some, you know, ups and downs with it, but really starting to get to this point in my own life where I'm like, this is just, this is what I desire. I show up for other people this way. I always love to answer other people's questions and show up for other people. And it's so beautiful when I can provide myself with that same gift. so awesome about you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, lady. Thanks. And yeah, like some of us really are not asking for as much support or, or reflection. I loved that you used that word, like getting other people to kind of reflect to us what they see about us too. What has this journey been like for you in starting to let in more support and community and asking all oh. the things? Oh. <laughs> that is also painful. Uh, self-induced pain. Yes. So I'm going to be a little vulnerable here. I came to a huge realization. I was reading a book by an author who I adore, Brene Brown, who is phenomenal. Absolutely love her. In one of her works, she said that if we attach value into giving other people help, we automatically attach value into asking for help. So what that means is if We judge ourselves in needing to ask for help. We are automatically and irrevocably judging others as we are giving them help. And at first I was like, uh, screw you. No, I'm not. You're my favorite, but not anymore. I was like, BS. I am not judging other people when I'm helping them. I'm helping them. I'm a good person. And then I was sitting there like, oh my God, this is all the value I'm taking out of it. Wow. She's right. (laughs) It just like exploded in my brain because. I absolutely was taking value out of helping other people. It made me feel like a good person. It made me feel like I had a purpose in the world. It just feels good, like hormonally when you do that stuff. All the chemicals in your brain feel real nice. So yeah. And then I was like, that is why I have so much trouble asking for help because I feel like if I'm asking, I'm on the other end of that value spectrum. And I had to do a lot of self-work at removing the value part in giving and receiving help because even though I was not intending it and I swear I'm a good person. Yeah. (laughs) I was getting value out of helping other people. And I had to change my mindset completely around that. And that helping other people is because at some point I'm going to need help. So I'm just putting in the pot because at some point I'm going to need to take out of it. And I enjoy doing that. It makes me feel good to do that. All those things are still true, but who I am as a person gets no more value because I help people. I'm not any better than anybody else. And just because I need help does not mean I'm any worse than anybody else. And that took a lot of mind wrangling <laughs> to yeah. get my brain around that and to actively tell myself that as I were was asking for help or as I was yeah. face planting and being like, can somebody just, if you're not busy and like, you know, if you're just in the area, I wouldn't mind like giving me a hand, like that'd be really great. (laughs) Into full on, like, I'm going to need a lot of help with this. Here's how you can help me here. This would be really great here. So it's been a process. It's not like an overnight thing, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that whole process was really, really hard for my ego and very, very, very painful to realize that I was doing that and that that sucked and I didn't want to do that. So I had to change. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for going into the detail of that and just the your mm-hmm. own process in it because I heard so much for myself in that and I know that so many other people are going to too. I'm because so sorry if I just burst your bubble by the way. I'm I so just love it. I love it. Let's burst all the bubbles. Let's burst them. Because if it yeah, feels I know how painful that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I get it. And I think too it's like if we're I always think it's like it's better to to be aware and to know 
what's showing up, how it's showing up. Because if it feels challenging anyways, we might as well just know and get through the challenge and move on the other side of it, right? <laughs> yes. I love how you put that. If it's going to suck anyway, we might as well know it all. <laughs> yeah. And like, my whole thing is, if you just heard Taylor say that and you were like, oh, it's like, once you become aware of it, we can't unsee it. So we might as well just work through yeah. it and just have compassion and love for ourselves and get our sneaky little human minds and how they love to create all these little, <laughs> these little interwoven things in our lives. And it's totally okay if that's what you're hearing for yourself yeah. too. Like, yeah, I so, yeah. so hear that. You're clearly that's not amazing. alone. Both yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I are sitting here going, yep, me too. <laughs> yep. yep. Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you think it's cool and not embarrassing. So that's awesome. <laughs> oh, no, no. We talk about a lot of things on this show. I mean, holy moly. Yeah, embarrassment. I mean, I definitely blush in the cheeks sometimes. You know, I've shared some things on the show where I'm like, oh, really? Did I just say that? And I think it's like, that's what I'm really enjoying about your presence and something that I really got from you immediately when I came across you, on, even on social media, was that you were giving off a very, like, let's get real vibe. You know, like, and immediately when I asked you about this, what was going on in your world, you're like, it's kind of messy. Like there's this stuff going yeah. on. And I really, <laughs> I really feel that you are bringing that kind of normalizing of, hey, it doesn't always look and feel completely sound <laughs> being a human no. being. Like we do the best we can and we show up and we create and we work through things and we get support and sometimes it's still messy and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think too, that um, I think it's really important that I heard this quote once that stuck with me forever. And it said that our lives are not supposed to look like an Instagram grid. And <laughs> I was just like ready for it at that moment. And like, yeah. I knew that in my brain, but then I heard it and read it. And I was like, yeah, duh. And I'm sitting here thinking like, my meal doesn't look as good as that one on Instagram. Mm. Oh, my clothes don't look as good as that thing on over here. Oh, I'm not making as much as they said they made on Instagram. Oh, my husband isn't getting me that gift that somebody else got them. Oh, I'm not going on vacations every second day. Like what the heck is <laughs> going on here? And I was sitting here like enough, absolutely enough. I, I don't, I don't want that in my life. And I don't want to make myself live up to that expectation. And I was like, that's it. I'm not going to be a part of that on social media. If I'm going to participate in social media, I am going to share the highlights because those are wonderful things, but then I'm also going to share the bloopers and I'm going to share the hard stuff and I'm going to share the parts that are messy and not so pretty because I don't want, I would hate for somebody to look at my presence in the world and have themselves feel less than, Yeah, you know, I want my presence to be like a nod and a high five from across the room and be like, I got you. You put yourself <laughs> almost together today. Good job. <laughs> I see that washed hair. Great work. <laughs> you know, nice job, lady. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I want for other people to have that experience because I can pick out the women in my life who have made me feel like that and they are invaluable to me. So yeah, I made that decision that I was like enough. I don't want to, I don't want to contribute to a, a problem that I'm suffering from and that I'm struggling with. I don't want to participate in that by continuing to feed that machine so I'm not going to do that and if you're doing awesome great if you're not doing awesome it's also great you're more than welcome here which is why I love what you're doing because you set up that vibe immediately which is why I think we clicked yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was like you just oh you're like what's what's the show about Uh, I don't know we just have real conversations (laughs) perfect yeah yeah 
Yeah. Amazing. No, I so, so, so see that. And I appreciate that so much. And I think um, many women who listen to the show have been having different conversations about social media and talking about like what, what bothers them about it and what they love about it and how to start to start to kind of innovate that and have more real, just real life showing up in there. And not to say that vacation pics aren't real life, but just more of those, those subtleties and those moments that, you know, we do feel like we want to start sharing more of that, you know? So I so Mm -hmm. appreciate that. Mm -hmm. let's transition slightly into this conversation about time because this has been really up for me this week um a lot of just Mm -hmm. clients and people i'm in community with talking about time and i know with you navigating all of these different things and passions and projects Mm -hmm. and all this stuff i'd love to hear like kind of what you've what you've noticed in your relationship with time and how you're starting to navigate that more and more as a woman as an entrepreneur as a partner what's that been like Mm -hmm. That has also been hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, that, oh man, most of the burnout I used to tell myself was because there wasn't enough time. And then I had to change that to there wasn't enough boundaries. Yeah. Because, oh, I love that. Let's let that right? sink in for a second. <laughs> Let's pause right there. There's oh, always enough so time. There's just not enough boundaries. So yeah, that was really hard. That again was around the third burnout <laughs> when nice. I realized I needed help was when I was like, there has to be boundaries here um, because there is more than enough time. And there are ways to be efficient with your time. I happen to be a nerd and study productivity and I'm all about it. And it's about choosing what's important over what is urgent. It's about batching your tasks so that you can complete them once you're in the flow of doing that work instead of transitioning in and out because that takes time and cuts down productivity. There's apps. There's all these, like, I'm all about that. Don't get me wrong. If you want those resources, you just let me know and I will give them to you. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the boundaries you're going to set. And it ties back to seasons. What I mentioned before, you know, you can do everything. You just can't do it all at once. So if it's a season for a certain part of your business or your life to be shining through, honor that set boundaries around it, hold those boundaries, respect them, tell other people about those boundaries and keep them there. Because if you're not going to respect them, then other people won't. And then your time will get sucked up very, very, very quickly. (laughs) So yeah, those boundaries have to be there. And if it's about a work thing or a personal thing or other stuff, like set those boundaries and don't be afraid to say no. You can actually, you know what? Be afraid to say no. That's fine. But say no anyway. Yeah. <laughs> be afraid to do it anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm still afraid to say no half the time. And it sucks when you say no to fun things, but do it anyway, because yeah. that's how you're going to schedule the time to be able to do all of these things. Yeah. And that's also when you can get really clear on how people can step in and help you, because I guarantee you, there are people that can do those tasks for you that would love to be able to help you and contribute to your vision, your dream. They would love to be on your team. They're probably like chomping at the bit in your corner being like, give me something, give me something, <laughs> let me help you. Whether that's like, helping you with groceries or cleaning your house or chatting about business strategy or going on a date or whatever that looks like, like they are there to help you. They would love to help you. There's many people there. So take a look around, set boundaries and help delegate because there's always enough time. There's just not enough boundaries. So, Oh, that's so, I've never heard it put that way. (laughs) And it's Mm -hmm. so simple. 
yet so profound, like most of the things in life. <laughs> That's really, yes. really good. Really good. And like all boundaries, we have to respect them first, you know, and set them yeah. and decide on them and, and hold that container. I think that's so powerful. Did you notice anything like when you started to set boundaries or when you started delegating or like kind of outsourcing certain things, did you experience any level of like guilt or questioning? Like, is this okay? Oh. I know this yes. is a pretty big conversation. Yeah. So I'm curious, like oh. your experience on that. What has that been like for you? It's like obsessive control freak emotions count. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. You guys can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> oh my God. I like for some reason in my brain thought I'm the only one that knows how to do this the way I want it done. <laughs> and, like Just white knuckled everything. And that was huge. Like my husband and I, we run the relationship project together. But a lot of the admin tasks I take on because he's not kind of in that brain as much. And he's totally amazing at taking direction. I easily could have been like, hey, this is how you do it. But instead, I was like, oh, I'll just do it all. And then it came to a point where I was like, <laughs> I can't do all the admin work. There's so much admin work. I need help here. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there going like, you do the admin work as I'm like telling him what to write in an email. And I'm like, I just might as well be, oh my God, Taylor, like, let go, let go. <laughs> so that was a huge, so good. huge struggle. Yeah. Oh my God. That was massive to be able to trust in the people around me and trust in myself that like, I don't know everything and I'm not doing everything perfectly and other people are just as capable. I'm not this like amazing superhero that only knows how to write an email. Like, come on. <laughs> I had to definitely give myself some talking to about that other people are just as capable and that I can let go and trust. And if there's a mistake, we all know how to fix it and yeah. that mistakes will happen. I make mistakes all the time. So I have to give other people a leeway to make mistakes too. So yeah, the control freakness was definitely a part of it. Still, <laughs> Still raising my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely more manageable when you start to reach out. So I think yeah. the control freakness does go away as you start to realize like obviously people are more competent like Jake does almost all the admin work now and he's phenomenal at it which is wonderful but yeah that's definitely a struggle guilt is huge especially when I felt like I've committed to something and then I've had to not and maybe refer to somebody else or say somebody else is going to take on if maybe the expectations weren't clear if they were expecting yeah. me and it was now I'm like oh no actually this person is going to be helping out so that guilt can be there, but I find that most people give you the grace and that guilt is often in our own mind. So if we can give ourselves the grace to, to move forward and know that we're doing our best in that moment and that if that person's giving us the grace to move forward, then we can give ourselves the grace to do that. And if they're oh, not, yeah. that's painful, but you still can give yourself the grace anyway. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard. And I think as women, I may go on a tangent, so just stop me if you need to. Go for it. Ooh, shaking yeah, myself out. Okay. Feeling it. Feeling it's it. Coming. Go. Preach. <laughs> I think as women, we are designed to make everybody else comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I so believe that and disagree with it passionately at the same time. Because I think it's not our job to make everybody else comfortable. We can make that our job. It's part of my job in all the things that I do. I think it's great to hold space and make people comfortable, but it's not my responsibility to make everyone comfortable. That can be something I choose to do, but it is not my responsibility. And so many women are raised with making the world comfortable. From when we're kids, we're told to give all the things to the boys. Mm 
space. And then when we're older, it's conceding to our children and our husbands and the workplace. And like, it's endless. You just name it. But I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I think that's where a lot of the guilt stems from in women is that we're constantly told that others come before us or that they should. And that if they don't, we're somehow a bad mom, a bad wife, a bad friend. And that's not true. That is absolutely false. I think we can choose to make people comfortable and we're really good at it as women and we should do it, but we're not obligated to. And if for some reason, making others comfortable at the expense of your own comfort and discomfort, that's not okay. So I think that oh, I, I'm like shaking. It makes yeah. me so frustrated when I hear that. And it makes me frustrated when I feel that myself, because I struggle with the guilt all the time about not being able to live up to this expectation and I constantly have to check that that expectation is unrealistic and that's not okay and as women we can change that and it's Mm -hmm. our responsibility to change that and to acknowledge that we feel guilt and say you know what Taylor or whatever your name is (laughs) give yourself some grace move forward it's not your responsibility it's your choice so yeah wasn't so much of a tangent okay oh no but it was powerful (laughs) nonetheless it was powerful nonetheless I Mm -hmm. so appreciate you sharing that too because I think that like just tied so beautifully into this whole conversation and really allows us to really see some of like get a little altitude on this a little bit and go hey you know like I haven't really heard a lot of people say that to be honest and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us are probably experiencing it on different levels at different times maybe we're aware of it maybe we're not but there's this definite presence of the obligation versus the choice, you know, you're not yes. obligated to. Yeah, absolutely. And that became really clear when I was giving Jake the go ahead with all the admin work, because I realized I would be uh. responding to emails, feeling obligated to make that other person feel comfortable with a no or with a not right now, or this isn't a good fit or with mm. those types of things. And he was just immediately typing out like, nope, not going to work. But, and I was like, oh my God, you can't write that. You have to make them feel okay. And he was like, why? <laughs> like, it's, like, I'm nice about it. I'm not yeah. being an ass, but like, it's not a good fit. Like we decided that already, right? Or did yeah. we not? And I was like, no, no, no. We just, okay, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's not my responsibility. Okay. So it's constantly this check-in, like from little things, like mm-hmm. even just responding to emails or huge things like yeah. putting your kids before you. Sometimes that's not okay. You know, you're, yeah. I mean, I'm not a mom, but I know a lot of moms <laughs> and it's not okay to put your kids ahead of you all the time. Like you are a priority as well. It's not okay to put your partner ahead of you all the time. Like those things matter and it's our choice. Like we have the power to choose that. It's not this obligation or expectation that's out there. Yes. We get to choose how we respond to that email with exclamations and smiley faces. We can choose not to if yeah. we don't want to. totally oh this is so good my inner people pleaser is like thank you for this permission slip taylor (laughs) (laughs) to no longer show up all the time i just lost my earphone and please know that like i'm not preaching from a place of mastering this this is from a place of like i literally wrote an email with exclamation marks and smiley faces before this call so we (laughs) are in this boat together i hear yeah i fully hear you in your stand and just saying like hey Mm -hmm. this is this is something to look at it's something to notice a new idea for us to take on as women and i love what you said it is our responsibility to really start to shift and change it and start to like Mm -hmm. you know on an individual basis i had somebody ask me last night um 
about the quote, like, be the change that you wish to see in the world and what that meant for me. And exactly what you're describing right there is it's like, just, just really starting to embody the change for us. It doesn't mean we even have to go and tell our friends or family about it. Sometimes it's just in the way we're responding to an email or how we're relating to people in our community or our kids or our partner or anything. Like it's really, it really does come down to our choices on that individual basis and just practicing something a little different, you know, if that's what we need and mm-hmm. feel in the moment. So I love that. I think that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, I hope so. I, so I know it was powerful for me. <laughs> so I hope it is for someone else. <laughs> well, and it's bringing up something around like even scheduling. I know a lot of us can take things on because we feel obligated or put things on the schedule when we don't want to, or say yes to yeah. things when we really mean no. Mm. Oh man, that's a huge piece for sure. Were you in my brain yesterday? Because <laughs> I totally did that. <laughs> I recently oh. said no to a whole bunch of things that I had initially said yes to, um, which was Ooh. so refreshing and actually cleared up so I'm much space. I'm silently clapping for you yes. because I know that that must have been really hard. <laughs> And I actually had chosen some of these things from a place of obligation. I And it wasn't like, it was subtle. Like, it was very subtle. It wasn't like anybody was like, you have to do this. It's it's often very subtle. It's this kind of like, oh, no, I, I should do this. I should, I should take this on. You know, I should make, I should say yes to this. And then really getting to this point where I was like, you know what? I'm not actually excited about it. And I'm not actually feeling that sense of like full yes And it wasn't resistance, which sometimes just is like fear, just being like, no, Um, it was actually just dissonance. Like, no, not right now. And so it went on my not right now list. (laughs) Yours. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe someday it'll come back. Maybe not. That's okay. (laughs) Totally. And just the sense of freedom that I felt in that was so confirming. Yes. Right. It's like the immediately after you say no, after the like awkward pause of like, holy shit, I just said no. Oh my God, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. And then once that awkward moment passes, it's this sense of relief and you know, like, wow, okay, I sh- why didn't I do that sooner? There? Yeah. And that feeling is a great feeling to be chasing as a business owner, as a boss woman, as a parent, as a wife, as a partner, like whatever that looks like. It's so important to have those feelings of freedom and that weight being lifted off because I think that's the purpose of why we're here besides connecting with each other is to live the life that makes you feel good. And you can't live that when you're just buried under expectations and obligations and I love how you shared that, like, immediately after you're like, ah, yes, (laughs) this feels Mm -hmm. really good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, I really just, I really (laughs) dig that. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is big. So anyone who's listening, that's like, whoo, this is totally me. (laughs) Go take a look at your schedule. That like saying no is really, really hard. And I find just a tip that's really helpful is to delegate the no. (laughs) To sometimes be like, I have to check on that. Let me get back to you. And then maybe have someone else get back to them. Or even if you get back to them, but just giving yourself that space because yeah. initially saying no right off the bat is really hard. Or like what you were saying, Stacey, about you said yes, and maybe out of a place of obligation, you didn't realize it, or maybe out of good intentions and then things changed. And you could say, you know, hey, I need some time to think about it. I might have a lot on my plate. Let me get back to you. Yeah. Or I'll check my schedule. I'll email you about it. Or you can leave the ball in their court. Like follow up with me if you think it's a good fit. If they follow up with you or they don't, it's their choice. Yeah, (laughs) So I think if you can give yourself space for that no or delegate it somehow, that can be really helpful when you're starting out that that Mm -hmm. no journey. Because 
the no I mean, journey. we're not to, like <laughs> go and scream no everywhere <laughs> because that that may or may not work for you but for me it didn't work I could not go and just immediately start like emailing no 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 <laughs> you get a no you get a no yeah, I could so not good. do that <laughs> oh, so funny so, yeah I had to dip the toes in the water first yeah so if that's you it's okay uh there's ways mm. to work around it yeah but do yeah. it please do it because you deserve to have a life that makes you feel good and that are those yeah. full yeses like you said Stacey I love that those full yeses you know what they feel like you oh, do yeah. the They're full the yes can I do that yet? Can I do that yet? Can yeah. I do it now? Those yeah. are the ones. Yeah. Like, like this, like chatting with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking that when I initially, when I initially reached out to you, I was like, oh yeah, Taylor's a yes. So we're going to do a podcast, right? <laughs> like there's, yes. there's certain things that I feel like we just know. And then there's some things we get that funny feeling and we kind of got to feel into it a little bit. And so I love what you said. And I think that kind of goes vice versa too. Like even sometimes I've said no to something feeling like, oh, I can't do that, or I shouldn't do that, or whatever. And then, yeah, I'm afraid. Um, Yeah, like all the different flavors of that. And then been able to go back and go, you know what, actually, I noticed that I chose from this place, I'd really love to, you know, do that again, or check in around that or whatever. So there's it's like kind of goes vice versa, like we're allowed to change our minds. (laughs) Yes, absolutely i love the way you worded that i came from a place of this flavor yeah i i realized i want to check in on that again that is such a write that down <laughs> because that's a perfect way to circle back to something yeah. absolutely and yeah. you know what was really helpful uh a wonderful woman chelsea i think she's been on your show actually yeah chelsea Loren, she's oh i love her yes oh, isn't she great? She's so i spoke with her lovely. at a panel discussion and she made she gave a tip on how to know what a full yes is and a full no is and it was kind of getting in your body and I'd never heard of it before it totally rocked my world and she said sit with yourself close your eyes nothing else there tell yourself things that you know are absolutely true like my name is Taylor yes and say yes to that and feel what that feels like in your body and we're like yeah I know my name is Taylor I am a woman yes I have a husband named Jake Yes. And say those yeses that you know, undefinably, they are yeses. And then start to tell yourself things that are undefinably no. So I am 85 years old. No, (laughs) I know what that feels like. Um, I live in Antarctica. No. So it may sound silly, but these exercises really help you understand how your body feels when you're saying a yes and saying a no. And then you can start to ask yourself trickier questions and then listen to what your body's saying before you say yes or no. If it's saying a no, then you say no. If your body is saying a yes, then you say yes. And you know that difference of like, I'm a man. No. (laughs) Like, I know what that feels like. No. And then it's like, do you want to be a part of this event? Ooh, my body just said no. Oh man. Okay. I don't think this is a good fit for me. Thank you for the offer. No, you know, or if it's like, I'm a woman. Yes. Do you want to be part of this event? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what that feels like. So yeah, I found that exercise so helpful because I never really had looked at it that way before. So shout out Chelsea. <laughs> uh, I love that. I really just, even as you were describing that, cause I do a lot of work with that sort of feeling in the body. Cause I really get that sense that most of us yeah. kind of, we know, but we just maybe haven't checked in around it. That's all. So we haven't really mm-hmm. like intentionally felt into what the no feels like and what the yes feels like. And so there might be a little bit of a confusion and sometimes it's a yes, no. And it's just like, okay, which one was first? Was it the yes or the no? 
and just checking yeah, it. Like which it's one's louder. Yeah, yeah, like your body is totally talking to you. It's talking to you. Mm-hmm. We just got to tap into the language yeah. it's using. That's all. Oh my gosh, you are so speaking my language because as an RMT, <laughs> oh I, yes, you could not pay me enough for how many people come in and go. I didn't know that hurt. I didn't know that was bothering me. And I'm like, what? Like you're living in that. How do you not know? Like, Like, it's this epidemic of how we're so in our heads all the time, which is a great place to be for most of us, most of the time, sometimes not. But our bodies are wonderful places to be almost all the time, unless we have Mm. some dysfunction going on. So check in with your body. Like so often we joke in the profession, it's called like floating head syndrome, where they're just not (laughs) aware at all of like what's going on in their body will say, you know, like raise your arm. Do you know it's over here? It should be over here. No, I didn't know that. Wow. My arm's doing that. I didn't even look or I'm pressing over here. Wow. That's excruciating. I had no idea. So yeah, we joke, we call it like the floating head syndrome, but it's real. It happens. And I think in today's world, we're so in our devices and in our heads. And I mean, you listening to this, we're literally in your ears. So we're in your head. Like, yeah, take time after this and get in your body, go dance, go walk, go breathe, listen to something that makes you feel something inside, Mm -hmm. you know, go do that part. Because it's I think it's an epidemic in today's world. So yeah, I loved Chelsea's tangible tool on how to actually do that. I was like, I'm all about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I really, really enjoy that too. I've, I've, as you were saying that, I'm like, wow, I feel like I can be a floating head sometimes, even with the intentionality that <laughs> I bring into my body and feeling into it. So that's really powerful. I really, I really appreciate that reminder. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. So just in, in kind of closing this out, was there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish that I had or anything, any points that we didn't make that you want to mm-hmm. leave the listeners with specifically? Yes, there's a couple. So I want, if I can share a bit of a story, Please do. another moment where I had like an aha was I was watching Shonda Rhimes, who is an amazing television writer. She wrote Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, all these TV shows. Shonda Rhimes, she has like Shonda Land. It's her own business. She's incredible. She's a single mom and has this insane business entrepreneur. Like she's incredible, obviously. And she was giving a speech. I think it was at a university or something like that. And they were asking her to talk about how she does it all and how you can do it all when you graduate school. And she was like, I can't talk about that because that's not true. And so her talk was that I do a lot of things, but I can't do it all because when I'm at that meeting, I'm missing my son's soccer game. And when I'm at my son's talent show, I'm missing the conference call I was supposed to be at. And when I'm at the birthday party, I'm missing the going away party of somebody at the office. So it's never being able to do it all at the same time. And she said, if you're doing one, you're not doing the other. And it's important that you understand those boundaries so that you can be each place at each time and not be at the birthday party, but wanting to be at the conference call and not being at the conference call and wanting to be at the soccer game. You know, it's knowing that. So just from somebody who is a multi-potentialite who does all these things and I think does them well, has a blast doing it, makes a great living doing it. I think it's really important to know that you can do it all. You just cannot do it all at once and you definitely cannot do it all by yourself. So that just holds so true and that when you're at the soccer game be at the soccer game when you're at the conference call be at the conference (laughs) call and know that you're choosing one over the other and that it's your choice and it's your power and 
that you can say no to things. It's okay. Which we talked about saying no. That was a whole journey we went on together. We, but, we walked the path and it yeah. was so beautiful. <laughs> yes. But that you can do a lot of things. It's just you can't do them all at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, that's something that's yeah. a hard lesson to learn or maybe hard to accept once you're free of that box and want to run around and do everything. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. huge, right? And be okay with the burnout. If you fall down, we get up, we pivot, we figure what it's what's next, we get support, we mm-hmm. it's okay to yes. fall down and get back oh, up. And-, and that was the second thing I wanted to talk about is that your support system does not have to be this like massive tribe. It doesn't have to be this like squad goals, none of that. It can be small but mighty. It can be quality and not quantity. It can be a few close connections. It could be one specific community. And I highly encourage you to reach out and find those communities, that support system, whatever it is that helps you make it through, that makes you feel less alone, that can share resources that you can be open and transparent with, because that's what you need to move forward in this life. And Stacey, you have an incredible community. So obviously, if you're listening to this, you better be a part of it already (laughs) on our Facebook group. But there's so many out there that are incredible in their own ways and you can find them and you can be a part of it and I'm sure you can look around you in your personal life maybe you have a partner family friend mm-hmm. they can be there for you you know have that support system because we're not made to go through this world by ourselves especially not if we're trying to do all this crazy shit so yeah that's that's the second thing yeah find your support system it doesn't have to be a tribe or a squad yeah. <laughs> it be whatever works for you <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that's been, that's been monumental literally for me on my journey. Cause sometimes it's just something like this where we yeah. get to normalize and go, Oh, Oh, I'm not alone in that. Oh, amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you mean I'm not oh, the only one? Too. Yeah. Yes. I'm not the only one that oh, falls flat on my face. Monumental. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's been a game changer. Absolute mm-hmm. game changer because there's been times in the journey where I felt so alone. I felt like I couldn't make one more step and I've battled with depression. I'm a suicide survivor. And I think that it's so important to acknowledge that you cannot go through this life by yourself. And if you are feeling like you should, or that that you have to, that is the biggest red flag ever to find somebody to hang out with (laughs) or to talk to or to reach out to, or to say like, Hey, uh, what's going on for you? How are things going? Or join the Facebook group or, you know, whatever that is, because we're not made to go through this life by ourselves. We're not like biologically. That's true. Physiologically. That's true. Psychologically. That's true. That is a fact. So do not ever feel like that. And if you are, that's a big flag to reach out and there's people there for you. Mm-hmm. so good thanks taylor mm. oh i so mm-hmm. loved this and <laughs> we do <laughs> we always do the same thing at the very end we just ask a very simple fill in the blank no right answers just your own experience expression whatever comes through um if you truly want to improve your life fill in the blank get out of the box Ooh, yes and keep all your limbs yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> do not cut off anything <laughs> Yeah, if you want to live your best life, do you. And I mean, if you fit in that box comfortably and you can run around in there, be in there. But if you do not, like, let me give you permission, girl. Like, you just don't. Don't fit in there. Don't. Don't do not do it. If you want to live your best life, do what you want to do. Follow your curiosity or your passion, whichever one. <laughs> doesn't have to be passion. Yeah. Do not stuff yourself in a box for anybody. You don't fit there. <laughs> 
You can be a hummingbird with a jackhammer, jackhammer, hummingbird, any combination of those at any given point. You could even maybe change over time, right? Yes, yes. You can hummingbird your way to a jackhammer. That's fine. I love it. Absolutely. Thanks so Mm -hmm. much, Taylor. We're going to put the links for people to reach out to you and get connected with you and your projects and all that kind of stuff. Um, What's the best way to get in touch with you just so that they know like your preferred method? Yes. Um... (laughs) <laughs> where I hang out the most or yeah. what I respond to the most. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I hang out the most on Instagram. So you can come hang out and say hi. But okay. if you actually want to get in touch with me, feel free to reach out on either the website through relationshipproject.org or cool. just my full name.com. Um, but honestly, I hang out the most on Instagram. So at Taylor Aller or at Relationship Project. That's cool. most likely where you can chat with me first. And yeah. then I'll tell you to email me. So yeah. and then <laughs> either we'll just, one. <laughs> we'll just go through the natural progression. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I definitely hang out most on Instagram. It's yeah. Fun. And you guys you post amazing stuff on there. You guys are putting out <gasps> such good stuff. Love the thought provoking little, <laughs> sometimes there's like just a little something I see where I'm like, oh, that really got me thinking. So I so appreciate you guys putting out mm. awesome stuff. Definitely go follow Thank Taylor you. and her husband, Jake, Relationship Project. And then Taylor, your account too. You putting out awesome stuff oh. on there. So. So, thanks. I appreciate that. Sometimes yeah. it feels like you're talking to crickets. So it's nice yeah. to hear that there's someone listening. <laughs> well, that. I'm just putting these pictures on my phone and I don't know what, what's happening with these. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has just been a blast. Such a great way to spend my time. <laughs> oh, thanks, Taylor. And thanks, ladies, for tuning in. We are real people behind this podcast. So reach out, share yeah. your insights, what you got out of this episode. Reach yeah. out to Taylor. She's so amazing. And uh, I'd love just to get talk connected. to you. Please do. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much, ladies, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.